So here we are well, recording once again for the first time in forever. Since uh, April. Yeah. So nine months. Nine months. Neither one of us has birthed a child, uh, but it feels like we've gone through enough pain. So I don't even <laughs> with know everything. To, I don't even know what to think about that comment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, again, it's me. It is me. Wait, who are you? So exactly. Hey, yeah. Who am I? I don't know. That's an existential question, isn't it? Wow. Right. Um, <laughs> hi, it's Daniel the Track Rat. You haven't heard from me since April, and I hope that you, the sound of my voice isn't driving you as crazy as it's driving me. So, it's fine. <laughs> right. All right. Well, yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, let's... Nine months. Do you want to even, like... Months. Yeah, nine months, pretty much. And this is... Well, are we even going to start saying, hey, this is our sixth year, or we just say, hey, we're doing this again? Like, what are we doing? I mean, it is the sixth year since we started. We haven't yeah. been consistent, a, not necessarily by choice, but... No. Um, yeah, welcome to uh, Wingman's Garage 2021. Episode, yeah, let's call that. We'll just call it 2021. Yeah, Wingman's Garage 2021. Yeah, and then we'll figure out if we're going to say numbers and all this other mess. Yeah, because honestly, I don't even remember what episode it is. Anchor does, thankfully. But um, Yeah, Anchor definitely does. yeah. It's been a very weird year okay. for everyone, especially for yeah. us here at the garage. Um, yeah. And I guess I should introduce myself because I haven't done that yet. Um, yeah, you haven't introduced yourself. For, for those weirdo. of you who are joining us for the first time, I am Chris the Wingman. And, uh, and I am Daniel the Track Rat. And if you're joining us for the first time, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it's been a while. It has so been a while. Anyway. But, you know, the funny thing is, even though we haven't been able to do a show in forever we are available in more places than ever before yes uh, we are i mean yes we most definitely are and quite honestly if you're listening to us um jump on our facebook page wingman's garage and let us know where you found us did you find us on yeah. itunes or uh, google play or spotify or audible or yeah we are on spotify now aren't we yeah and most recently audible which is awesome um well, I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, that's actually a very new thing. I think it was only about a month ago. Uh, Audible well, is cool. the, and I'm not pushing them because we're not sponsored by them. We just have to be hosted by them. We are not actually. Uh, we're not sponsored by anyone, and we no. are open to negotiations. Well, we are. That's not agents. true. We are sponsored by our podcast host, Anchor. Uh, Anchor. You, yes. Okay. You probably heard that as the show started. Yeah. Um, We've heard we we are free agents at everything but hosting. How about that? Yes. Yes, and we promise that if you do sponsor us, we'll do more episodes uh, more frequently. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, How about we get more episodes out and then we ask for sponsorships? Yeah. Sponsorship. I'm just saying, if, you, anyway. if you're feeling froggy and you want to sponsor us, whatever. Yes. Uh, but anyways, anyway. Audible, yeah, that's a new thing, um, which is actually where I spent most of my time in the car is on Audible listening to audiobooks because I don't have time True. To I've done a little bit of that. I haven't done a lot, but... It's mostly pod like podcasts about other things other than motorcycles because it's really tough for me to listen to people talk about motorcycles. I don't know why 
I well, there's certain 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 people I can listen to them like you know miss motor, like motorcycles and misfits I can listen to them and maybe that's about it the creative <laughs> writing those guys right. that's about it like I can't some of the other racing podcasts I'm listening to and I'm like you guys are horrible right I'm not gonna mention names because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus but I'm sitting there going wow. Y'all are not good at all. Right. <laughs> and trust but us, anyway. we belong in that group. <laughs> yes, we definitely belong in that group. We are in that group too. But yeah. it's just it anyway. Let's jump into what we did last year to catch everyone up. Uh, so last year was interesting. Last year was pretty interesting. We all went to the racetrack a lot. Mm-hmm. And we, we got rained ride, out. I was just saying we didn't ride all that much because we got rained out. God, three or four, like at least one day for four months got rained out mm-hmm. when we were at the racetrack. And we blame Trevor, but it is what yes. it is. Um, yes. you, got on, you got on the track a lot. I got on the track more than I've been on the racetrack in a while. Yep, I um, threw the Diablo on the track the last you time. You did put the Diablo on the track last the time rain. for two <laughs> sessions. Yep. So, but yeah, we we grew the group from... God, what, five to six bikes up to 20 now? Uh-huh. Yeah, we've got five camping spots. We've got four motorhomes, three motorhomes, two campers, bunch of trailers. Uh-huh. Um, it's yep. it's turned into, it's turned into like, Fort Shoemake, which yep. is pretty nice. And it's definitely a compound now. And we've got yep. a couple of guys that have gotten, that are, were already fast, but have gotten really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So... And there's talk of we are racing for them next year. There's talk of we are racing for me next year. If I can get the bike bought, which should happen hopefully in April or May, I will be going after some Twins Cup stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's been – it was a good time. There's been some weekends where Saturday Saturday we weren't okay till about 2 in the afternoon because we went a little hard in the paint. And when I mean a little, I mean really hard in the paint. <laughs> Nothing quite like being right. hung over on a racetrack at eleven o'clock in the at eleven o'clock in the morning trying to do a track day session. Hung over as shit. That was horrible, <laughs> horrible. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I need to get off the racetrack. This is terrible. And then at two o'clock, I went and did a, a PB. <laughs> the fastest I've ever gone around that racetrack on my BMW. So, <laughs> just the way it goes. Um, right. But yeah, we can talk about. Just Let's, track days in general, because we did a few. You got out there on the Diavel. Uh-huh. You I went out on the SV prior SV. to that. Did it rain, that, rain you out that weekend? I think it did. It Every time I got on the track, it rained about yeah. halfway through okay. the day. Um, you know, and actually, the first time I went out, because I, I think I only did two track days this year yeah. just because of the way scheduling was. Um, two sessions out. It was also it was hot really that hot. Day. Yeah, I'm so right now. Actually, yeah. it was three of them, three track days. The first one was the one where it got really hot, and then it yeah. rained afterwards. Um, and actually, I was just overheating, so I said, "Okay, I need to step out. I'll come back in, uh, you know, after the next session's done." And then the rain, the skies opened up, the wind started howling. Half the compound. Oh yeah, it did get blown away that day. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. We lost four or five easy. So, <laughs> it was horrible. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. 
but everyone was moving yeah, pretty good that day then, up yeah. until then. So that was. Oh wait, no, that was the day that Travis tried to uh, kill himself too. <laughs> that was also that yes, day. Yes. <laughs> we'll tell that story in a minute. Travis, you're getting the thrown under the bus just because it's you, and we love you, but yeah. you know what? It's never too soon for you. So we're gonna throw Travis under the bus in a minute. Everyone, be prepared. Yes. Um, and then the second time, uh, which was September. Yeah. That was my yeah, last September. weekend I did because I wanted uh, to the October ones. Right. Uh, again, went out first two sessions and then it sky just opened up and that was yep. it for that day too. Um, I know some of the faster guys decided, like Trevor decided he wanted to go out mm-hmm. anyway, so out. he did. Yep. Um, just wasn't feeling it. And then the last time on October, uh, where I decided to take out the Diablo, um, it, that Saturday was a perfect day for yeah. everyone. And of course yeah, I was riding Sunday day. and yep. And then Sunday or overnight Saturday, it started to rain and it kind of didn't stop. Um, but I decided to take the yep. Diablo lot anyways. And, uh, she handled very yeah, she did well, well for, in yeah, the rain. Well, you've got all that grip on the back. So you'd think she would. True. Well, even in urban mode, she was still spinning yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then the only reason I stopped that time was because uh, about halfway through the second session, I started to feel uh, changes in temperature yeah, no. in my fingertips. And uh, yeah. I had holes in my gloves. So I spent the entire third session looking for gloves, and I got yeah. the gloves from you. And it just started yeah, pouring it again. Up. Yeah, so... Yeah, so basically, I did one full track day for the course of the, yeah. <laughs> the summer. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. I Man, I was out there and I was playing, and honestly, it's the most I've been able to ride. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, since April. And then, well, for me, it was I went and did May, rode the BMW all year. Mm-hmm. Um, on rode in May on some absolute horrible Q3s. Uh, these Q3s were so old, so bad. I did two. I did two track days on those, and they were just. I was fighting the bike, and I was like, "I'm like, this is bad. This is really bad." And so, I was starting to doubt, you know, doubt myself and get down on myself. I was like, "Man, I just don't even know if I want to do this anymore on a racetrack. I'm not getting any faster. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm having trouble keeping up with people." And I was like, "Hang on a minute." So I went and got some GP powers from Andy. And threw, slung those suckers on there, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, wait a minute here! Now we got something to talk about." So and I went, "Wait a minute! This is what this is supposed to be feel like now." Okay, I get it. So went out on those GP powers and had the best weekend I've ever had on that bike. Went faster than I've ever gone around that racetrack on the BMW, and had them looking at me to get bumped back into advanced, but I just need. Chris said I need to get a little bit more aggressive with my passes, and that's fine. So I'll be back in advanced next year, and hopefully this coming year, you know, I'll be back in advanced this coming year, hopefully I'll be on the SV race bike that I'm planning to buy, hopefully in April, and mm-hmm. go from there, because that thing's going to be a whole barrel of fun. Whole barrel of monkeys fun. So, and it's for oh yeah, 
We are SV gang because you've got one now officially 100%. And it's on the trailer that you're driving officially, right now. Officially, yes. Yep, I'm actually driving, driving home, home right, right this moment. Talk about that because SV gang is actually going to happen. Um, we will have those two. And then I still have my street SV that I need to actually do something with on top of the KZ that I have that I need to do something with on top of the VMAX that I got to do something with. Like, it's just, it's horrible, but, right. um, <laughs> but so yeah, I'm super pumped about the SV, um, the opportunities that that will bring. I'm super excited about because I will mm-hmm. finally, finally, finally get to have some Chris Parrish painted bodywork. We'll check that off the bucket list. Cause I've wanted, oh, yes. some, I wanted, I've wanted a Chris Parrish painted bike for forever and I just never had the bike to do it. And now I'm like, hey, I'm going to get this race bike, and you make body work. So let's have some fun. So we're right. Rewind that for just so a second. So let's rewind that for just a second. Yeah. If you've got an SV and you're going to get on the track and you want the best body work you could ever imagine having for that bike, you need to GC check out services on Facebook. Um, for now, anyway. For um, now, anyways. Reach out to us if you want this contact information. We can definitely get it to you. This is literally, it is handmade by him in his garage. He does it and he will ship it to you. This is, his body work has been around the Isle of Man. He sold some to JHS mm-hmm. of uh, 44T fame. Uh, he sold championship yep. winnings. He championship won a championship winning. with it in 2018. Yeah, 2018. 2019, won a couple of races yes. with it. He was third or fourth in the championship. And then last year, he jumped on the FZ07 and had an absolute horrible day, horrible year. So, um, it's a whole myriad of reasons why that happened. Anyway, so, but no, Chris is doing his body work, and I'm super excited once I get to a point where I can afford it. I will say, hey, here's this. Let's Same make some here. stuff. And I've already got the color scheme that I want. And yeah. I'm super excited about that. Um, we've got some boys that are friends of the show and friends of, that are pretty much, you know, family. Um, they're racing Weira this year uh, in a Superstock, mm-hmm. running the big bikes. Uh, Trevor, Mike, and J-Po, J-Power, they're going to go racing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay's going to be on an yep. RSV4. Uh, Trevor's going to be on his CBR thousand, and Mike's going to be on ZX ten. Um, no, it's, it's just a thousand, two R. R, R. It's not R. the triple R. It's not the the <laughs> Koenigsegg, Koenigsegg, Zeg, 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 Anyway, although we right. have seen one of those bikes in real life on the racetrack, yeah. I saw it two weekends back to back. It was amazing. It was uh-huh. one at NCM, and then it was the next weekend it was down at Barber. So, same guy. So. That bike smelled really good when he came past because he was wearing Very a Mark nice. 12 in it. I'm like, God bless you, running race gas. Holy shit. <laughs> but, anywho, um, let's talk Superbike. You want to talk Superbike racing a little bit? Yeah. Because we'll talk about this coming year. Let's talk about this coming yeah. year. Last yeah. year was a little bit of a cluster, blah, blah, blah. Yes. blah. So, this coming year, 2021, Cameron Bobier has left for Moto2 which I'm super pumped about because he's on the American racing team that Joe Roberts was on, that he got Joe Roberts' seat that he vacated 
when he went to the Italtrans team, which is the best team in Moto2. Um, so with that seat being gone, being vacant, it was, it was either going to go down to what looked like Cam Peterson and Josh Heron. So, which is awesome. And I was talking to a nice. friend that apparently sponsors Cam, and they were trying to figure out how he could make the Yamaha thing work since it was a monster sponsored team. So he's trying to figure out how he could have his personal sponsors on his helmet with the monster and all sorts of stuff. Well, Monster no longer sponsors that team. Monster no longer sponsors Yamaha. <laughs> Josh Heron got the ride, and now he Gosh. brought his sponsor, Fresh and Lean, and now they're the title sponsor of the Yamaha quote-unquote huh. factory team. So it's Jake Gagne and Josh Heron nice. on factory Yamahas, which I'm super excited about because I'm a big Josh Heron fan. And I'm super excited for him to be back on a factory bike because he did he did the best he could with that shiny BMW, and it was just that's a tough bike to deal with. Um, Bobby Fong's still in the M4 Suzuki; he's locked in for a year. No one has actually said who's going to get the ride that Tony Elias has vacated. I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to be Cam because he did so well in the Superstock Thousand. For Suzuki, he was running top five, and he was running against super bikes on his super stock bike. So you put him on an actual super bike, it's going to get really fast, really quick. Um, whether or not he's fast on an M4 built bike is a whole other question. I'm, I will always and forever be a Suzuki fan. I just don't see M4 building bikes up to the spec and up to the abilities of the old Yoshimura team. But that's just me. That's okay. If I'm wrong, I will take that L. But and this was the only year I've ever seen a Suzuki get outran down a front straight at Road America by a Yamaha. So, anyway, I'm just saying, that's that's what I saw. Yamaha's towing. You never see a Yamaha tow a Suzuki down a front straight, especially at that racetrack. So... We'll see how it goes. Um, there is a rumor that Graves is going to be coming back with Kawasaki um, and doing a Kawasaki outfit. Yeah, with wow. um, Andrew Lee and oh, who was the other? And Valentin the Beast because Valentin's been testing a lot of their stuff. Um, I hope that happens just because I like Graves. I like seeing him in the paddock. The other, there's two other big rumors that have been going around. One is more than likely going to happen. The other one, I don't know because I haven't heard anything else about it. Um, the big, one of the bigger ones, since Tony Elias has left in four, he was a free agent. So, since the title sponsor for the series is Hanos, one of his personal sponsors, seems like Hanos is going to build him a team. And Richie Escalante, the kid that won Supersport this year, is moving up to Superbike, and he is also, and Hanos was the main sponsor of his bike, his Supersport bike. So there's a rumor and there's a strong, strong possibility that Hanos will be running Richie Escalante and Tony Elias on Ducati Superbikes, which would be really fun hmm. just because you've got more Ducatis on the, in the championship. You've got, still got Kyle Wyman running Kyle Wyman, KWR racing. You've got Celtic or Celtic, however mm-hmm. you say it. P.J. Jacobson should be back this year after he got hurt really bad, like burned really, 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 really bad. He was in, he was in a bad way. Um, 
they'll run him. And then yeah. Zanetti, the, the Lorenzo Zanetti, I think is his name, he came over from Italy for the last couple of rounds, ended up winning around it uh, Indianapolis. He's the main development rider for the World Superbike Ducatis. So it's like, okay, he's the one actually developing this bike. Celtic worked out a deal with Ducati and said, hey, can we get one of those World Superbikes? And he go, they go, yeah, this guy comes with it, though. He's like, all right, cool, put him on a bike. He ends up taking off and, you know, winning a race at Indianapolis, at least like three or four podiums and top five in every race he was at, whatever. I don't know the exact stats, but that's what it was. So I'm super excited. There seems to be another influx of Ducati coming. Jason Aguilar is bumping up. He was top three, top four super sport this year in the Superbike. I think probably on a Yamaha. Um, he's bumping up. That news just came out. Um, and then the other really weird rumor, I haven't heard anything other than this is possibly going to happen. Yoshimura will be back on the grid, but with Honda. Mm-hmm. Where they, they started. started. Yeah, it's like it's come back full circle. So Yoshimura, if there's a there's any team in the U.S. that can develop a superbike, it's Yoshimura, because they took yes, like they when before the domination of Yoshimura started with Matt and Ben from 2000 to 2004, they like yeah, Matt was winning winning national championships, but he wasn't winning with like a lot of wins. Like they were fighting, they were developing, 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 and then the 05 G6R1000 came out, which destroyed everything. And Matt just, Matt and Ben just went on a tear because nobody else could keep up with them. So, if there's anybody that can develop a motorcycle, it's right. Yoshimura. And I, if they brought, and Yoshimura builds the Supercross bikes, the 450s and the 250s. So, for Honda. So, it'd be really cool to keep it all in that mm-hmm. building and do that. That would be, I would really be excited for Yoshimura to come back on Honda's. It would probably end up being Ashton Yates and Jason Uribe. Um, Ashton, just because he's got oh, yeah. his dad had such a good relationship with Yosh, being Aaron Yates, um, that would be pretty pretty easy to sell me on. <laughs> Jason Uribe is an American yeah. badass. Um, not only is he just fast off, fast as hell on a motorcycle, he's also a smoke jumper, and he's the guy jumping out of airplanes to go put fires out in California forest fires. Okay, you win, homie. Like, I'm a fan of yours just because you do that. So, yeah. 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 If you can jump out of an airplane into a blazing fire. Jason Reba, you ride a motorcycle super fast. Should be the least of your worries. Um, (laughs) So that's Superbike. One more thing. We'll talk about racing and people we've Mm -hmm. met and people on the come up and everything else. You and I, I don't know if you were there, but I've probably seen the future of American road racing. Were you here when, when he was there? Were you there, Trent? Okay. You're talking about, okay. We're talking about a kid named Gabriel De Silva. Kid is 16 years yep. old. Yep. And I knew something was different just from when, he, when I'm running pit out. And when he came through mm-hmm. going on a racetrack, you know how most track day guys and everything else are like they I don't want to say they look nervous, but they're really aware of everybody's on the pit lane and they kind of give everybody space and everything else. Gabe just kind of rode through everybody. And I was like, that was different. Okay, cool. Not really paying t- too much of attention. I was like, okay, it's a smaller guy, whatever. He's on R6, he's gonna be quick around here, fine, whatever. And then I heard him come down the front straight. And I was like, who in the shit is this? Sure enough, I didn't see him go through turn one the first time because I was talking to somebody. 
And then I look up and I see this kid come through again. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I've never seen anybody, the only other person I've seen go through turn one faster on a motorcycle was Hayden Gillum. And Hayden's got the lap record up there. Gabe came through on a stock motor R6 and broke the 600 track record, the 600cc track record by two seconds. And it was just seeing him ride, it was so amazing. Just watching this kid, and he's 16. I'm like, what the hell? Wait a minute. And just being able to manipulate this bike going into turn one better than anybody I've ever seen. And I took took the video and I put it on the group chat. Everybody's going, what in the hell is that? And I'm sitting there talking to everybody, like, look, y'all don't want no part of this kid. Straight up. You you see this kid, you either get get out of the way or you think you're going to keep up with him for a corner and it ain't going to work. So straight up. He's going to – like the first time Trevor came up to come ride, I was like, you need to watch this kid. You need to put this kid on your (laughs) radar. And he goes, who? And I thought, I was like, you'll know. And sure enough, I asked him that's the first session to go into the, He's like, man, I was going to the farm. That kid blew my doors off. He's like, what the hell? But literally, Gabriel Da Silva is probably the future of the sport. He's a the absolute sweetest kid on the planet, too. Such a sweetheart. Bright future, sweetheart of a kid. He was sitting there hanging out with me. Like, I'm sitting there, you know, when he's you get guys that are, future. you know, high-level road racers. They don't usually hang out with the track crew, which is okay, and that's fine. We're part of this. We're, we're part of the furniture, right? We come along with the track. This kid straight up sat with me talking MotoGP for 20 and 30 minutes, was bringing mom and I oranges and water when it was, you know, 102 degrees out there. And I'm just like, kid, like, I thought, and he just walked up and was talking to mom, and mom, I was like, like this, we're going to be a fan of this kid no matter what happens till the day he dies. So yeah, I was like, you're. I, I looked at I looked at him the last time I saw him. I was like, dude, you ain't gonna worry. Like, you got fans right. here, all right. You got fans for life. You ain't gonna worry about nothing. Like, you share something, it's always gonna get shared by at least me. Like, he put something up on rope from him at Roebling going through the last corner. It's a long, fast, drawn out right hand corner, and it, I was sitting there watching it. And I'm like, holy crap, that's faster than anything I've seen go through there. And I put it on there. It's like when you think when you show up at the track day, you think you're fast. And then the kid shows up. Yeah! So, it'll be fun. I'm excited. He's got a new R6 that John Cook bought for him, which I'm super pumped about. So, he's got very, very well-deserved. Um, brand new R6 that he's building. He's been on the older yep, R6 well-deserved. through this year. So, I think he's about to jump on the new one because potentially he's about to run out of the old one. But he's going to jump on I might have an answer. An answer. Well, no, I got one question. That was a one-time show. Sorry, it's like it's can like a do, Banksy. Can you do it's that a, right? It's now? a Banksy. It only Order happens again? once. No, they they can rewind oh, it. On. There's a rewind do button again. on do the again. player. It's fine. The listeners want to no, hear. No, I'm it. all the fun, but it only happens once. You have to ex- you have to well, love no and fun. cherish every moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so but yeah, that's gonna be the kid to watch out for coming up. Um, I'm yeah, super yeah. excited about Whatever. that. So. <laughs> All right. <sighs> now we're done with road racing for a little bit. Yes. Very. Let's, uh, let's. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, things that I've been through here on uh, the last couple of months because sure. you've got to experience part of what we're about to talk about. And then I'd like to talk about some of the newer bikes coming out. So. Oh, yeah. You um, did. Yeah. Yeah. We'll many episodes. That of me waxing poetic about wanting a scrambler and 
if you've been following along on the Facebook page, you know that I finally got my Triumph Scramblers in 2012. Um, built it up more Great or less the way I wanted it in a very good, short period such of time, a good and loved it. Uh, you've ridden it. You, you yeah, you like I've said this for years, and unfortunately, it's yeah. no longer part of the stable. Uh, had had to do some logistic changes. Yeah, I've, I've said this for years. You changed, you changed changes motorcycles that I need like to I have happen. Socks. That was like, one of the casualties. Is... But anyway. <laughs> so. This is true. So here's my here's my thoughts on on my time with the, the Triumph Scrambler. Um, is it a cool bike? Absolutely. Is it a great bike? Yes, within reason. I think when it comes down to it, what the whole reason I wanted the Scrambler was because it would be the one bike I get on and just to enjoy the ride. Yeah, like you didn't go. And I did scrambling with it at all. And that's kind of it. <laughs> oh, it riding around in the yard. No, I I actually did take it off road <laughs> for a little bit, and it's like okay, yeah, okay. kind of not. No, no I actually took in some shoulders and did some other things, um, uh, undocumented. Um, but when it comes down to it, it yeah, if I was only using it to ride around town. It would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, I did one trip down to do the prisoner That's thing. That's not a good interstate. It's a 120 right. mile round trip. And a lot of it's on the, on the interstate. It is definitely not a good interstate bike. Um, again, when it came down to it, and I hate to say this the way it's going to sound. Yeah. But I think it's true. Um. The Scrambler is an accessory bike. I I agree it's with you. Like how a lot of Ducati owners look at their Ducatis. Because go ahead, yeah, keep going. Now let me put it this way: if if I yeah, if I lived in a city like New York or even downtown Nashville, and majority of what I need to do was just around there, it would totally work. It'd be a perfect bike for that. But I think with yeah. the distances that need to be traveled just for me to go to the no. office in the event that I actually have to go to the office, totally not the right bike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's more like this is it's a lifestyle bike. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally fine. If that's your thing, rock it and you'll look good doing it. No, it's not. For what but you needed it think for, in it's not terms what of what I needed, honestly, this wasn't right. Either, honestly, I keep telling you stick with the Diablo because it's mm-hmm. that bike. As right. much fun as I make, as much as I made fun of you for buying that bike for years, and we all know that I'm still going to talk yeah. shit, but we all know I adore that motorcycle. Like that's probably uh, the, my favorite bike that's not in my shed. It's not in my garage. So, yeah, for what you wanted to do. The Triumph isn't like because if we say you and I say we lived in Southern it, California, it's like that would work because yeah. we could literally take off on it and end up in the desert somewhere, just goofing mm-hmm. off on fire roads yeah, all totally. day and then ride home. We can't really do that here. Like we've got one section of fire roads, and it's all, you know, it's a mm-hmm. zoo on the weekends. So right. it's like yeah, but right, right. 
Now, I think Honestly, eventually I might revisit the trap, but I think I might stick with just the Bonnie. The street twin or a bobber. I like that bobber. I like that bobber. Or a street twin. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I pass on the bobber. I like the way they look, yeah. but I yeah. I think for me to have one, it would have to be a Bonnie, and I'd probably brat it. But, yeah. So, again, I absolutely love yeah. the Scrambler, and I can't say anything bad about it unless you're trying to do the 60-mile sprint yeah. on the interstate. Like, for me, it would um, work because I love the Bonneville would have handled it better just for the gearing. Everything that I'm doing. Um, like, I think the furthest like, – yeah, I think the, the furthest exactly. I would be on the interstate is going from the office. Exactly. To the and you can take like all the urban roads to get there. Minutes, if that. So, like, riding to and from the office, if I was needing that, I would just take my little back right. way. And then, you know, go from there. Whether or not, yeah, I could probably do, I could do a Bonnie with that, mm-hmm. but I like the way that 270 degree firing order is. And, if, you know, you uncork it and make it sound cool because mm-hmm. the pipe's that high. But honestly, with that, right. I would honestly right. even consider going with the, with the Ducati because I've right. always liked that bike. Like that bike has been like when we were, when Christina and I were still together, like, right? When we were shopping for her, like we tried exactly. one of those. And I was like, this actually is pretty damn good. And she ended up going with the Bolt, which is fine, no big deal. Bolts are great bikes, but that Scrambler, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Ducati. Not the big one, not the 1100. Right. I could care less about the 1100. It just doesn't make sense to me, but. The, the smaller one, the Icon or whatever. Oh, right. great. Like the Desert Sled, if the Desert Sled went like 11 or 12 grand, I would be really into that bike. Mm-hmm. It's just too expensive for what it is. But. Right. No, oh, yeah. Now, totally not discounting going with the Ducati Scrambler because I totally would. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah as far as Triumph goes, I think that's where I would end up if I ever go back yeah. to that. So it was a very short love affair, but it was, was a very a good one while it lasted. I think I rode that more than anything. Else. Again, just something slow. Uh, but over the last nine months. There's that. Like, you gave me the KZ, which I really, 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 really appreciate. But we got to get something off the lip so I can come bring it to your house so we can work on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Virago is off the lip. I'm getting uh, the trailer tomorrow. I'm going to bring it to the next weekend. Uh, I'd like that. So we start working on this damn thing. Yeah, yeah, because I I really want to get this bike running just because yeah, I want something that that's, let me get everything cleaned not, not up really and we'll get it going. But I want something uh, that's relaxed because right. I have nothing in my garage that's relaxed. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Everything I have wants to go really fast. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you still have the Virago, but I mean, I guess on that yeah, we'll if I still want that. I so still we'll have the Virago for now. Plan on that. So soon. there's that. New bikes, yes. Let's talk about new bikes that have tickled our fancy. So, yeah, let's let's talk about new bikes then, shall we? Yes, because yes, um, yeah. most recently, and I know we're behind the curve on this because you know this news was released. Oh my god, week. that bike! That um, the, I'm waiting to really is new Tuano six sixty because Rooster has one coming, and I'm super excited. He's already told me that yes, you can have it for a mm-hmm. session. Like, I'm super yes. pumped on that bike. The Tuano 660 yeah. could be, if it comes out, it's coming out this year. So the Tuano 660 could be 2021's bike of the year, personally, because it's. 
Yes. And I think yeah. it will. Let's be honest. So far, everyone that's ridden the yeah. RS660, and- the fully fair version, has raved about it. I don't think I've read one of the videos I was watching. I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of that. Has said anything negative talking, about this um, bike when they sent their guy to do the launch. He goes literally the most mm-hmm. asked question there was when is the Tuano version coming? And they say it's on its way, and it's literally going. It's like they always do with the the big bike in the Tuano. They rip the mm-hmm. fairings off and put a set of handlebars on it, and they don't detune it or anything. So it's going to be that bike with a set of handlebars. So the 660. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, let's be honest. That's a winning formula for a naked sport bike. That is, I wish every manufacturer yeah. would realize well, see, the, that if you're going to make a naked sport bike, the thing about, we'll see, you don't the, detune it. Aprilia you don't probably sell You more just Quanos take off the fairings and put handlebars on it. So, literally, like, this is going to, like, this, this motor and this bike, mm-hmm. this family of motorcycles mm-hmm. is going to be a really big win for them. Because they there's rumors they're bringing the Dorsoduro back with that motor, so I'm thinking the Dorsoduro is mm-hmm. going to come back. And with it. They're going to go after what my personal like. I'm super late to the party on this, huh. but my what one of the bikes that I'm super excited about this coming year. But yeah, that Tuano 660, it's going to be if they can get that thing under at around ten grand, like eight ninety five hundred ten grand. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, which is what they're saying it's it's going to be around anyways. Because let's let's be honest, what's an was an SV uh, six fifty? I think it's I think it's now, right brand new, uh, right around eight ish, eight five maybe I think with the X. FZO sevens okay, and then let's whatever. look at the the FZO seven, FZO nine. Sorry, MT. Yeah, yeah. The but they've gone. I know the prices on those have increased. Ten eleven. And then the seven is, which is what this thing's competing against, is like what eighty five hundred nine yeah. grand. So like eighty five hundred. This thing's gonna walk, dog walk these two bikes. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking, it, yeah, if you're not necessarily yeah. looking for a beginner entry level bike, and hell, even if you are, yep, you know you're gonna get a bike that has hot hear everything you know outside of you know full race spec but top tier yeah. everything for yeah not a like whole that, lot more if that not the aprilia, same price the, the, the aprilia some of the and you know well ducati's always machines. in the 797 and they've got that they've got the newest monster coming which everybody kind of poo-pooed the styling on oh it's too japanese uh-huh. y'all can sh- shut up like that bike looked good y'all can all hush but the baby monster, when it's if it's going to be a six ninety seven or a seven ninety seven or something like that, that's always going to be the top line priority. So the the they're going to be fighting. The Aprilia is going to be the baby Tuano is going to be fighting the baby monster, which sounds like the start of a Pixar movie, but um, <laughs> but it's going to be the middleweight naked class or the middleweight class since the with the demise of the R six. And all of 600s, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That class is what's going to be huge, and that's honestly probably what's going. What everybody's going to sit there and say, save the the industry or save motorcycling in general, mm-hmm. which 
is complete horseshit because every like motorcycling has been okay. It's just sales of big bikes haven't been crazy. And what do what does everybody sit there and look at for bike sales? They always look at Harley sales statistics, even though Harley's been a dog's breakfast for the last six years. But anyway, um, yeah. that's beside the point. But no, yeah, I'm super pumped about the, that RS, that Toronto 660, and just the 660 family of bikes coming out of the Pelini. Because if, if there's one thing I've learned in God 16 years of being around, being into this and being around it for so long, Aprilia build quality has some swings and misses, but they don't screw a Toronto up. They don't. It's like being, it's like Porsche and a 911. They just don't. They don't make a bad one. You know, it's right. not, they're not going to screw this up, but. Anyway, so we'll talk about the bike that I'm super pumped on, that I'm incredibly late to the party on, just because I was not paying attention until about three weeks ago. That Yamaha okay. Tenere 700, I don't know what it is about that damn motorcycle. Oh. I want one in the worst way. Like, that thing looks like so much fun. And it's like, I, you know, you and I have discussed me bouncing around the idea of maybe an FJ09 so I can go do some distance because the BMW is great. But it's weight, it's a little too aggressive for leisurely touring. And if I see a dirt road, I kind of want to go down, I want to go jump on that. You'll see what they, you can't do that on the BMW. And we all know the, yeah, the Tracer, and even the Tracer, yeah. the MT09 or FJ09, that's not the bike that's for That's not the bike for it, period. Because I had, well, I've had a crazy idea. You know, I kind of want to ride out to somewhere like Moab and go check Moab out, you know, out in Utah, go out in the desert somewhere. I've wanted to do that for a while, just go fart around out there and camp and everything else. I can't do that on the BMW. That's just not going to happen. So I was like, man, let's yeah. look. And I said, all of a sudden, and again, Rooster, he's got one coming. And I was like, and I was looking into it. I'm like, dude, this thing's amazing. And, you know, watching the videos of the guys doing trials riding and shit with it. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm sitting there watching this video. I'm like, oh, kiss my ass. Like, for real? Like, okay, yeah, sure. Go up and over that K rail on a dam. Like, get out of here, dude. But it's like I'm super pumped, and they were racing. They were racing that bike this past these past two weeks at Dakar. Unfortunately, they had some engine troubles and everything else. But they're racing these bikes mm-hmm. at Dakar. I mean, I've never really been into these bikes. It's always been kind of like you know you got the GS guys, right? That you know spend they buy the bike for twenty grand brand new, and they spend another twenty on just shit mm-hmm. all over it. Because you and McGregor and Charlie Borman did it for two seasons, you know, and it's like, come on, guys! Like, and most you know, of the time, and yeah, most of the time they're like, only uh, dirty because they've just not been washed. Yeah, yeah, but seeing some of the like seeing some of the T sevens and stuff, and then you know, Moto Geo, Jimmy Robinson, the Moto mm-hmm. Geo guy, he's got one from Yamaha. He took it straight over Roland Sands. They stripped it, pulled all the bodywork and everything off of it, dropped six like sixty pounds off the thing. I was like, damn, okay, that could be fun. I was like, yeah, that that, that could be a fun little Mad Max screw around, let's go play in the dirt on a dirt trail kind of bike and then be comfortable right. on the ride. And, home. you know, like we just, you know, we discussed in so, our text the, the other day, this bike's got yeah. just a ton of advantages to it. One, it's a proven engine because it's yeah. the same engine the FZ07. It's been around since, what, yeah. 2016 or so? 2016, 2017. Um, it's Yamaha, so it's built well. Parts are yeah. super cheap and available. Well, not super cheap, but relatively cheap for the brand. Relatively expensive and, yes. and available, yeah. So, I mean, where do you go wrong with that? The price is going to be 
yeah. you know, yeah, ten grand. Where do you go wrong? But it's like, it, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, what's what? What do you? What do other manufacturers have that can compete with that? And I'm looking. And I'm like, the baby Multistrada just doesn't appeal mm-hmm. to me. That's and it's too expensive. The KTM's are cool, but you're paying four thousand more dollars for five percent more maintenance. That's not. And more, and a lot more. Yes, yeah, and a lot more expensive parts. Yeah, Honda doesn't have anything. The Africa Twin doesn't appeal to me at all, just because yeah. it's too big. The GS stuff is the GS. The what is it? The eight fifty. Eight fifty GS looks fun, but it's like eh, it's right. a BMW. And you know the engine and the more the O seven engine's fun. Yeah, yeah, the O seven engine's fun. It's dirt cheap. It's set up. I'm like, let's just, just buy the Yamaha and mm-hmm. call it a day. You know, so I'm thinking next year I'll get the, I should be able to get the BMW paid off this year, and so next year I'll go get me. There you go. Thank you. Let them let them work the bugs out and then do, get the yep. T7 going. That's 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 the that's the idea at least, but we'll see. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Well, very so, good. I'm about to pull into the driveway, so yeah. I'm gonna have to cut this off here in just a minute. Oh, but we're coming nerd. up in about an hour, anyways. So. We'll break everyone yeah, in, well, you know, easy this time around. Oh God, the, the myriad of jokes that I could have just said right there. Or I haven't, I haven't had anything to drink. I don't drink that much anymore, which is weird. You say that like it's a but, bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do. I know. Well, I'm, again, I'm back in the gym. I it got to a point where I'll let this out. Like it got to a point where I was having trouble setting mm-hmm. my leathers up, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna get back with Jeff, my trainer. I'll spend the money. He's like, look, I'll spend six. I'll spend twelve hundred bucks over six months getting back in shape. And getting to be able to fit my leathers better and ride better and make me more healthy, as opposed to dropping another twelve hundred bucks in one hit on a new suit. So yeah, no, no we ain't doing that. So yeah, back in the gym, feeling good, very good. Wish my damn cat would come oh, out. She'll oh, show yeah. up. Life's yeah, she'll show up. Life's good. But yeah, no, I'm pumped. Like it's been, we've talked about recording, but it's always been like oh, I don't well, that and it, there's too much you know, between that. We there's just like a lot right. of stuff going on with work, so. That's been yeah. occupying ninety five percent of my brain. So there's that. Yep, I know all yeah. about that. We all do. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, let's cut this off. We've got yeah. we're right at an hour. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us for the first episode in nine months, the first of twenty twenty one. Hopefully, we'll. It's good to yeah. see. We need to. We should try. I know they'll probably kick the kick it for this, but we need to like put in that Timberland <laughs> beat. Been a long oh, time. No. Shouldn't have left you. <laughs> we should have done. I was thinking that. Well, the sad thing like, is, we can, now. but unless you're on anchor, you're not going to hear it. Oh yeah. no! So, so Damn. for for anyone well, who's okay. listening on anchor, it was a great idea, though. Yeah, it's a great All idea, right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to Wingman's Garage. Uh, I am Chris, the Wingman. Yes. Daniel Get out there, join us on Facebook. Tell us uh, where you're from and how you're listening to us, because we want to know. And until then. We want go to out, go ride. Go ride. Yeah. Have and fun. If you make a mistake, don't name <laughs> it after me. More importantly right now, everyone, stay <laughs> safe, stay healthy. Yes, yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. Wear your mask. And do what you need to do to keep your brain where you are. Stop doom scrolling. Yes. Uh, anyway, love you, man. Uh, Bye. Turn it off. Bye. Bye-bye.